0: Point nine fm the answer orlando matt buff your host here sitting in the easy chair in the liam fitzpatrick studio check out the buff for show information past interviews join us on every favorite podcast that you have youtube is back up for the buff show that's awesome In parlor me we get her And also the videos on Rumble, check us out everywhere you can. And we've got some legal stuff we got to get into on the Buff Show. We got a busy, busy show for you. Let's go to Judge Andrew Napolitano on the Buff Show. Great to have you. Judge Knapp. Uh, It's good to be with you, my friend. How
1: are you? I hope it's warmer in Orlando than it is in northern New Jersey, where we're in the single digits and the world is an ice cube up here.
0: Yeah, well, if in Orlando, if that ever got down that low, there'd be no bottled water. Everybody would be panicked. But it's, <laughs> it's like a balmy 50 today, and it's still everybody's like, what a miserable situation it is here.
1: <laughs> uh, we got 12 inches of snow coming Saturday
0: morning. Ay. Oh, well, that'll be a lot of fun for you. <laughs> um, if you want, just come down here where it's, we have freedom down here, too, Judge. You, you do
1: have more freedom thanks to a legislature that understands the Constitution and, more importantly, a governor that understands the Constitution. We have a governor up here who asked the legislature for powers to impose lockdowns, and the legislature said no, and he imposed them anyway under a statute that allows him to declare an emergency, even if there isn't an emergency, and he can get away with it.
2: Yeah, the same you- governor,
1: the same governor told my one of my former Fox colleagues when asked about the Bill of Rights, he said, "Oh, the Bill of Rights, that's above my pay grade." I guess he forgot that he took an oath to uphold it.
0: Yeah, they they have a problem with actual law when when they get a little taste of control, the law yes. seems to go out the the window. I saw you yeah. wrote a piece about this. Let's start there. We got a lot of things we want to cover with you, but Um, When you talk about the government and COVID, it just seems like no matter what it is, they say follow the science, but they really mean follow the government.
1: Well, they do mean follow the government uh, because the, the Supreme Court has ruled several times that you control what goes in your body. It's between you and your physician, and the government can't tell you what goes in your body. So without any legislative authority from a state legislature... In the case of New Jersey or New York, I'll use those as examples. Without any authority from a city council, I'll use New York City uh, as an example. Without any authority from the Congress, Joe Biden as an example, executives have purported to write laws and create standards of behavior and then use the police to enforce those standards and then try and get the courts to punish people who don't comply with the standards when all along. Only the legislative branch can write these laws, not the executive branch. And in terms of your own body, if the legislature of Florida told you that you had to be vaccinated, you would have the right to thumb your nose at them because the Supreme Court has said no one can tell you what to put inside your body. We are the only free society in the world that tests health people healthy people and forces healthy people to be vaccinated and punishes people when they don't listen to the science. Science comes out of the mouth of somebody who probably is more personally responsible for the spread of this uh, pandemic uh, than he is responsible for helping to arrest it.
0: Let's stay right there on that note, because I believe you're talking about one uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. I am. And you know, I know I know him.
1: The Anthony Fauci that I know, and I'm revealing my age now, goes back to the AIDS uh, epidemic when I, er, my early days at Fox, and he was a regular there. And I thought he was a great guy and explained the uh, science uh, beautifully. But the Anthony Fauci uh, that we see now uh, is a dictator who has his own uh, version of science and will crush or silence those who disagree with him.
0: So you know a lot more than what we just see on the news as far as people reporting about what's going on with the Wuhan lab and stuff like that. You know this is Fauci's MO.
1: Of course this is Fauci's uh, MO. Uh, The book by Bobby Kennedy has exposed that, but even before Bobby uh, wrote that book, look at the cross-examinations of Dr. Fauci by Senator-slash-Dr. Rand Paul. Uh, Do- Dr. Fauci is uh, is spinning. He's he's not able to to answer those questions. Now it's an aggressive cross examination. There's no judge there. It's not the type of questioning that I am accustomed to in a courtroom. But yet Senator Paul made uh, great points, and Dr. Fauci was unable to respond to them. Look, a vaccine gives you. The definition of a vaccine is a a very tiny and safe version. Uh, of the disease you want to cure, and then your body builds up antibodies. That's not what these things do. These things give you a false sense of security. I have a very close friend who's a retired New Jersey state police sergeant who's now the head of security at a major medical center. So he works in a hospital. It's a huge uh, a huge hospital. He's been vaccinated three times. Guess where he is now? He's home in his second week of COVID. After three vaccinations then they're saying well maybe you need a fourth well it's not a vaccine if you need a fourth it's some sort of a false prophylactic now having said that i've been vaccinated because i'm over 70 and i'm in the vulnerable uh age group but this is my decision it's not a politician's decision you can make your own decision about the medication you want to take the vaccine you want the false vaccine you want whatever you want your own right to put whatever you want in your own body. The government should have no say whatsoever. That's not me. That's the Supreme Court.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's the law of the land, the Supreme Court. And now it's just up to local businesses and stuff like that to do that. We're going to get into Wuhan and all that stuff because more and more stuff is coming out about that. But it It just seems like Fauci's fingerprints are all over that. Let me sit, because I have such little time with you. Let me switch over to uh, Russia, what's going on there. Let's go back a few years to the um, Russia collusion, the impeachment of Donald Trump, based on what we can see now on all the evidence coming out was a Hillary-led, Michael Steele-led dossier. Donchenko was the Russian operative that got actually uh, hit under the Durham investigation. It seems like if we button this up, it was a witch hunt against Donald Trump. And it just seems like, Judge, that all of the people accusing him of collusion were the ones doing the co- collusion themselves. And we can take that right into Biden's relationships with all these foreign leaders.
1: You know, at the time, it looked like there was uh, serious evidence uh, of the president attempting to negotiate something for himself with the governor government uh, of Ukraine. Uh, but we now know that the deep state which was terrified of Donald Trump, and I'll define the deep state as the parts of the government that never change, no matter who's in power in the Congress or the White House, and the parts of the government that is never answerable to the public, no matter who controls Congress or who's in the White House. I'm talking now of the intelligence community and law enforcement, the latter, especially the FBI. It now appears... Uh, that these are the people that tormented Donald Trump and tried to drive him uh, from office. They may have succeeded in defeating him for re election, but they did not succeed in driving him from office. And I think he saw right through them and he made many statements which terrified them. Terrified them because they were so accustomed to wielding unaccountable power. I once had a conversation with him. You know, he and I have been friends for 35 years. And I said, you were going to release the JFK documents. Why don't you release them? And he said to me, Judge, if you saw what I saw, you wouldn't release them either.
3: Well, what did he wow. see?
1: What, it, what could it possibly have been unless it was some involvement of people still in the government or people formerly in the government still alive? I don't know what it could have been. So Trump had a, a level of intellectual honesty, has a level of intellectual honesty that the public didn't perceive, uh, and he was tormented for it by the deep
0: state. No, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that it's coming clear now to everyone what really is going on. It just takes too long to find out when somebody has that much power in government to try to attack somebody else. It just seems like it just takes forever to get the truth to the bottom of things, like even the JFK stuff. In a couple minutes left, let's go to Crime in America, Judge. Um, it's just simply out of control. We're seeing record-breaking uh, cases of crime, especially in blue cities. My question to you is, is something I don't hear about. When we look at these weak DAs that are purposely putting people back on the streets with cash, no cash bail or low bail and stuff like that, do families have an opportunity to take lawsuits and actions against these DAs? All right, so they're, they're, those are great, great questions, Matt. Now I'm,
1: I'm I'm going to take you back to my uh, years on the bench. I was trying a murder case where a baby was murdered, and it was clear that it was either the the father or the mother, uh, in a fit of some rage, had beaten the baby to death. The mother cut a deal with the government. She testified against her husband. The husband was found not guilty, not guilty. So I'm I have a dead baby on my hands. The husband's not guilty. The mother is immune from prosecution, but she lied under oath. I'm satisfied that she did. So I ordered the DA to prosecute her for perjury. And she and her lawyers appealed that order to the appellate court. And the appellate court said, what's wrong with you, Judge Napolitano? The DA makes his own decisions as to who to prosecute. And you can't second guess him. You can throw out an indictment if it violates the Constitution of the United States or the state of New Jersey but you can't order them to prosecute. Fast forward to today. We have two problems. One is legislation in states. We have this in New Jersey, where I am now. They have it in New York, where if the crime does not involve violence, it can involve destruction of property, uh, there's no bail, meaning you're arrested at nine in the morning. You're out as soon as they finish uh, prosecuting, processing you at three in the afternoon. That's a statute enacted by the legislature. That will require the legislature to change. The second problem is what you've also addressed, Matt, and that is prosecutors that have said publicly, publicly there's a class of crimes that we won't prosecute. Well, what does that do? That sends a message to the criminals. Go hit a drugstore window with a brick, and while they're cleaning it up, you and your buddies will clean up by emptying the shelves because the state won't prosecute it prosecute you. That is just dead wrong. Is there recourse to that? I'm sorry to say the only recourse to that would be to impeach the prosecutor or wait until his term is up and vote him out of office. But there is no authority for the courts to second guess the prosecutor when it comes to who they're going to uh, prosecute. But these people, and I can think of Manhattan I could think of San Francisco and I could think of L.A., a hard left ideology motivated prosecutors. They will destroy much of society before the public has a chance to vote them out of office.
0: Excellent point. Excellent take. And that's the problem right there where they're so entrenched in these left wing and very blue districts. They are protected and entrenched. And only the people that need the knowledge to get out there and vote can do it. But you're right. It may be too late at that point. Yeah, I look, want this, every- is also,
1: this is also going to bring about vigilanteism. I mean, oh yeah, large drugstore tra- chains are going to have to hire their own armed guards. Someone's got to pay the armed guards. That's going to raise the prices of the products. So that's going to hurt the poor because uh, a toothpaste is going to cost twice what it used to cost because the owner of the drugstore has to take that extra money and hire an off-duty cop to do what the regular cops should be doing.
0: Let's see how the DA handles it when one of these shopkeepers takes out one of these criminals lethally. Let's see how they handle it that way. Because yeah. they've already said in Chicago, Judge, that it's up to you, store owners, to protect yourselves. Well, one of these days, somebody's actually going to do it. She, uh,
1: she's the most extreme example. In the cities you and I have talked about, it's the DAs that are making these decisions. Manhattan San Francisco, L.A., Chicago, it's its the mayor. And the mayor herself is a former federal prosecutor. She's a real head-scratcher to me. I just don't understand how she thinks she can keep Chicago safe and prosperous, one of the most beautiful cities in the world, how she can keep it safe and prosperous by telling the criminals, we're not going to prosecute you. It just doesn't work.
0: Maybe their safety is not her concern, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. Yeah. I want... I want everybody to check out Judge Andrew Napolitano on Newsmax and also check out his Judging Freedom podcast, which can be found on YouTube or his website. What's the website, Judge? JudgeNap.com. JudgeNap.com. Easy enough right there, everybody. Check out JudgeNap.com. We'll put the links on The Buff Show. Judge Nat, thank you so much for joining us on the show and answering these questions.
1: Pleasure to be with it with you, Matt. I'm warmer already just looking at you in Orlando. I'm trying not to look at the snow outside.
0: <laughs> is that because I'm so good looking and hot? Is or is it just the the. <laughs>
1: That's because Orlando's suffering a little bit because Tom Brady didn't come through the other day.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. He almost did, but what yes, can you do? <laughs> All the best, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Judge. We'll be right back on the bus show. You guys stay with us. Liam Fitzpatrick's
1: Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy Hour drafts every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events tonight. It's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Friday's live music and happy hour, then brunch with $10 champagne over the weekend. Mention The Buff Show. Get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's
3: Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Liam Hey,
0: you make- have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to the Buff Show, AM 950 94.9 FM, The Answer, Orlando. Matt Buff, your host. We're rolling along, and we do have a country to save, and it starts with good, strong, conservative candidates. We've been all over the country already today on the show. We were just up in New Jersey. Let's come right back to Florida with congressional candidate Willie Montague. Wait, great to have you, Willie. Thank you, Matt.
2: Good to be back on the show, as always.
0: Yeah, it's always great to have you. District 10 here in Florida. So if you're in uh, Orlando, and how's the redistricting looking for you, Willie?
2: Actually, from what I've, I've seen, it looks like it's pretty much going to stay the same, same as far as the number goes. looks like they're taking just a little bit off of ours. Um, and so it looks like we're getting some of the UCF area, which we didn't have before, which was District 7. So um, we're looking right now. The, the Senate actually voted on this map last week. Um, so I think we're waiting for the, the house. And then, of course, it goes to the uh, U.S. Census.
0: So we have a big event coming up right here in Central Florida at Liam Fitzpatrick's, one of the great sponsors of the Buff Show with Willie on the 16th of February. Everybody yeah. check that out. What do we got going on there, Willie?
2: Well, it is a fundraiser hosted by yours truly Matt Buff and the Buff Show. <laughs> so, uh, But check it out. It'll be at 7 p.m. So uh, come out, bring friends and family. Of course, it is a fundraiser. so. Uh, the checks are always welcome as you come along uh, and then you get to have a meet and greet and ask me any questions that you have. Uh, as I always say, this is about um, really networking across the board. We, As Matt just said, we have a country to save and we got to go out there and make sure that we do it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done here in Florida. Everybody that we talk to all over the country on the radio show, they're like, oh, the first thing they say is, oh, you live in free Florida. You live in free Florida. But they don't know the feds are still piling on down here, Willie. Thousands of, people, thousands of people woke up and couldn't get their monoclonal treatments. We were yeah. doing fine.
2: Yeah, I thought that was actually absurd that the FDA um, removed and shut it down. And uh, I saw the response of Governor Ron DeSantis when he spoke about um, basically just how much work that he has put into it and then how much um, help that these treatments have been. I actually saw someone saying that this was not just about those who were unvaccinated. There were those who were vaccinated as well um, that were using these treatments. And I believe that whenever a government uh, comes in Uh, such as what we're seeing right now with this current administration comes in and restricts options for treatment and just want to focus on one area of treatment. I think that's when we're seeing that we're crossing the line way past the line of tyranny and overreach of government. And there's something that has to be done. Uh, That's why I personally have been calling on our current uh, Republican legislators, uh, both in the state. House as well as in the U.S. House to start standing up against these unconstitutional uh, mandates and things that are being pushed in that is stopping us from being able to have the medical freedom opportunities that we should have as our constitutional rights. And
0: isn't that what it's all about right there? It's about freedom. That seems to be going by the wayside when it comes, I mean, especially these blue states, but here in Florida, people are mad at Governor DeSantis for not locking us down. They're mad for not enforcing mass mandates. And we just uh, overcame uh, the deficit with Democrats registered, Democrats in Florida, Republicans actually lead the way now, which is a good thing. But Willie, we are so close to not being a free state, to not having our freedoms by a couple percentage points a couple years ago. But We have another big election coming up. We need candidates like you. We need to keep governor DeSantis in there.
2: It's, you cannot let up even if you look at numbers that are positive in our direction. Absolutely. We'll see that uh, even here, for example, in Orange County, which is one of um, the largest uh, counties within, uh, or uh, within Florida because there's six or seven counties. And we can see that there is still a need to push as far as engagement in the community, registering, uh, people to vote, making sure that they're, you know, registering to vote as Republican, of course, and then making sure that we're carrying the constitutional conservative message, because we have a lot of establishment establishment individuals who are okay with the status quo. They want the same routine, and as you can see right now, that's what's happening right now in D.C. We have a lot of those who ran on the Republican ticket got in there, and they became just as swamp as the rest of them. So we need to make sure that in this 2022 election cycle, that we're not making the mistake of just sending people there because they fit, fit this bill of uh, you know being a Republican without actually being on the ground. That's what I'm telling everybody across the board. Make sure you see their track record. Have these candidates been on the ground working for you? Have you seen what they've been doing before they decided to run? What shows you that they're actually there for you and not for the dollar?
0: We need to do something added to that, too, because it's it's true. Follow the money in most of these situations, including That's the right. COVID thing with the government. Follow the money on that. But what one thing we have to do in addition to that, besides the candidates, that are running for Congress or state house, we have to look at DAs, we have to look at judges, we have to look at the school boards. Willie, I really oh, appreciate all your work you did for the school boards, helping my kids breathe freely. But those school boards in District 7, District 10, those guys are up for re-election too. And it's time to start taking a look deeper inside the ballot.
2: Absolutely. I agree with that because we have three... Uh, seats that are open here for the school board. One of them actually being the former mayor of Orange County. She is the chair of the school board for Orange County, and we definitely need to make sure that we get her out. That she, I mean, actually, I believe these three seats are actually Republican um, representatives, even though it's a nonpartisan race. These are supposed to be Republicans, and they were um, helping to aid and abet to the dysfunction of uh, Mayor Jerry Demings. And because of that, we saw so many restrictions that came in for um, the employees of the the city and the county. We saw this with the teachers and the uh, the, the facilitators, and we also see this with the students. And the only way that we're going to be able to fight against this is get true constitutional um, individuals to be in office that are actually in the school board so that we don't have this come down the pipeline again, because believe me, they hate Governor DeSantis enough that they're willing to continue to keep up the charades and this circus that's going on um, just right here in Orange County.
0: Yeah, that's locally and it's happening all over the country as well. But we see the same thing. Those unions are a real problem. We have a chance to stop the Biden agenda. Now he's out eating ice cream, right? Yeah, doesn't. He, he doesn't know anything about anything. It, somebody, a friend of his had to tell him, dude, that meat was expensive. He's like, really? It's, I mean, Dude, you didn't know about inflation. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, he doesn't know. Uh, he doesn't know his own problems. Um, this is uh, the, the interesting thing. I, I saw that picture that was up on the, his actual uh, his actual Facebook page. And I was like, this, this is enough. This guy has to go like he's out eating ice cream. Uh, he doesn't know he's, he's not paying attention to the border crisis. He's not paying attention uh, to inflation. He's not paying attention to really what he said he was going to do in the beginning, which was to make sure that he unified America once again, because according to his uh, his uh, perception that we were not unified and we were divided. Here we are more than Biden than we have ever been. And here we are with individuals who are not able to work. Uh, There are people who are not getting uh, the money that is necessary to come to the house to take care of their family. Gas prices up, food prices are shelves are empty. The the illegals are crossing the border. Uh, We have uh, CRT, which is entering into school left and right. And yet it's still, he finds time uh, to make it to the ice cream parlor. And so that that is uh, uh, alarming. And quite frankly, it, it tells me that we need to have the Republicans get enough spine uh, to just start standing up against him and some impeachment papers need to be drawn.
0: That is exactly what needs to happen. Give the website real quick.
2: TeamWilly.com. <laughs> TeamWilly.com after That's all these easy. years
0: was still available.
2: And you <laughs> got it. It's so cool. I got it. TeamWilly.com. But go to TeamWilly.com forward slash donate too. Just don't just go to Team Willie. Go out and make a donation. But yeah, check out the website. Check out. Uh, check out my Facebook page. Uh, Willie Montague. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. That's my favorite place to be. So make sure to check out all these places and see what we're discussing and talking about. Uh, and even if you able, you want to do a meet and greet or you want to meet for a cup of coffee or something, uh, a lunch or dinner, I'd be more than glad to sit down personally with anyone that wants to have a conversation.
0: That's right. Um, background checks may, may or may
2: not. good.
0: Everybody check it out and come see us on the 16th of February, yeah, it's it's a Wednesday beautiful. evening at Liam Fitzpatrick's. We'll all be there. So yeah. it'll be great. Willie Montague. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, that's Willie Montague at TeamWilly.com. Guys, check it out. Lots more to come on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us.
4: Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time services, Service To weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two driveway with house wash services. Family owned and operated, get your free estimate at Action Plus or call 386 506 1048. That's 386 506 1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please.
0: Welcome back to The Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9, The Answer, Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio, rolling along with the Center for Family and Human Rights. It's becoming the uh, Center for Family and Human Rights Week on The Buff Show, as we had Alexis on yesterday. Now let's bring on Rebecca Ois. Rebecca, welcome to The Buff Show. Great to have you.
5: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, she's the director of research of the Center for Family and Human Rights. So we talked a lot about with Alexis yesterday about the um, March for Life that was in Washington, D.C. and how they weren't allowed to get a bagel or anything, but they still showed up in the freezing cold. And there was tens of thousands of them, which was awesome. So that was a good thing. And then we really dove into the policies from the Biden administration that a lot of people don't know about.
5: Yes, absolutely. Uh, It's been a big change in the last year, since the previous administration, especially on issues of of life and the family. And our organization focuses primarily on the international uh, impact.
0: Yeah, that's good. We're going to get into that. So you're the director of research, right? Yes. So can you research us a way to end Roe v. Wade in the Supreme Court? We feel like now is the best time ever. And do some research into who's really running the show at the White House. How about that?
5: <laughs> well, I can do my best. I'm not a lawyer. Alexis, is uh, that's her department. But, uh, <laughs> but we can certainly talk about, uh, you know, sort of the history of what's going on and the arguments being made. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, you wrote this article. This is really good. And I want everybody to check it out. We're going to post the link on thebuffshow.com. Um, in the first year, Biden spreads spreads pain and suffering around the world, right? And you talk about the ban, and we brought this up a little bit yesterday when we were talking about international policy, but the Mexico City policy, every time a Democrat gets into office, that's the first thing they do. I think Obama did it first, and then uh, Biden's just doing the same thing. It's the first thing they do. And talk about the Mexico City policy and what they did to it.
5: Sure. So, just a little bit of background: um, the Mexico City policy uh, was first instated in the 1980s by uh, President uh, Ronald Reagan, and it was named for you know a conference that was being held in Mexico City where he announced it. And it's an executive order that says that no organizations, uh, no foreign organizations that promote or provide abortion, are eligible for U.S. Uh, you know foreign aid funding. Um, And, you know, it's important to remember that there is already a law. It's called the Helms Amendment uh, to the Foreign Assistance Act from 1973. In fact, the year Roe v. Wade was decided that prohibits U.S. funding from going to uh, directly funding abortions overseas. So there's already a law in place that prevents our our taxpayer dollars from directly funding abortions overseas. And fortunately, that's a law, so it doesn't change depending on who's president. But what Ronald Reagan did uh, and what Republican administrations since him have done is to say it's not just that we don't want our funding to go to abortions. It's that if you are an organization working abroad that does abortion, if you do this terrible thing, we don't want to fund you Uh, because, of course, money is fungible. Right. I mean, someone like the International Planned Parenthood Federation. They may not be able to uh, specifically allocate their U.S. funding to abortion, but money can be moved around, you know, and if we're giving them money for other things, it all basically goes you know, into the same pot. And so the Mexico City policy, uh, you know, basically it goes one step further and it, it you know, it, it doesn't just deal with the act of abortion. It deals with the, the, the organizations that do it. And so, um, you know, under President Trump, the policy was reinstated, and not just that, but he expanded it to enc- to cover more areas of funding. So the entire global health budget was covered, as opposed to just the family planning uh, section of it that had previously been funded uh, or been covered by the Mexico City policy. And so, of course, this you know uh, when Biden came into office, one of the first things he did, like you said, is to uh, rescind that policy. And you know, and in general, a lot of what he's been doing in the early part of his his time in office is to try and reverse, you know, the, the things that President Trump did, uh, you know, with regard to having a, a pro-life foreign policy.
0: It doesn't seem like they just undid that. It seems like they've expanded it back. Before I get into the Gender Policy Council, did under President Trump, did you see some wins as far as defunding Planned Parenthood a little bit?
5: Yes, uh, certainly on the domestic front, uh, you know, he he did a lot with the the Title 10 family planning, um, you know, putting new rules in place to to prevent uh, abortion providers from being eligible. Um, But also internationally, he, uh, you know, he removed funding from the United Nations Population Fund, UNFPA, uh, you know, and other UN agencies that have been doing a lot to promote abortion uh, around the world as well.
0: Okay. Well, he was what they say, a lot of people said, and this is something that's not talked about when it comes to Donald Trump's policies, but he was one of the most pro-life presidents we've ever had, if not the, when it came to action, the most pro-life president. And thanks to him, we have a Supreme Court that has a potential. This is the first time we've had hope in giving the uh, abortion lobby and its constituents back to the states instead of, instead of federal Federalized, and that's what we want. We've already got free states versus lockdown states. If they people understand Roe v. Wade wouldn't necessarily go away, it would just become a state level issue. Is that correct? So,
5: yes, they could
0: have abortion on demand.
5: Absolutely. And of course, you know, we have to remember that one of the major reasons why Donald Trump was elected was because, you know, conservatives were, you know, mindful of the Supreme Court. And he made promises during his campaign that he would allow, you know, that he would appoint pro-life justices. And he he kept that promise.
0: That is going to be his biggest legacy. If he never ran again, right, that would Mm -hmm. be the legacy is what he did with the Supreme Court, which was a great thing for us.
5: And the federal judiciary, you know, more broadly. Absolutely.
0: And yes, that's a great point, too, Rebecca. The federal judiciary is absolutely right. The amount of judges that we have in the system. Now, do we still always agree with Kavanaugh Uh, when it came to healthcare workers? Absolutely not. They're not going to always make the right decision, but we have a better chance now, especially when it comes to the science of a human baby. The follow the science talk, Rebecca, is out of control when it comes to a virus. But when it comes to like a developing human being, uh, we don't look at that. We care more about, you know, monkeys and puppies and stuff like that.
5: Well, I mean, as a, as a former uh, working scientist, you know, I, I can tell you that science is a method, you know, of, of learning information. It can tell you a lot about what is. It can't tell you anything about what ought to be.
0: What a great point. And what, what field of science were you in? Uh, genetics and
5: molecular biology. Okay, so you know exactly
0: what you're talking about. <laughs> well, <laughs> on some Very good see everybody on the buff show rebecca's a tad bit above my pay grade when it comes to this stuff that's why i throw up the layup and she slam dunked it and that i knew that about you and i was glad you were able to say that because people look at conservative women or women that are fighting for uh life um in the womb and women that are out there on in the public forum and lobbying or on the streets they look at you and on the left, they say they empower and cha- they champion women, but they look at you as somebody who's like an enemy to them. But you're a woman who's done the study and you've
5: done the research. Well, I appreciate your point. Yes. I mean, you know, I think when it comes to the, the value of human life, you know, I mean, that the science can tell us some things about how the, the human life develops in the womb, but it can't tell you anything about the value of that life. And I think, you know, certainly, the, the new science, you know, has has expanded people's vision into the, the womb. But, you know, it <laughs> the ability to, to know that that has equal value to a person outside the womb is something that I think you can't just get from the science alone.
0: No, you said you're not a lawyer, but that's the constitutional value that you're talking about. By the Constitution, when does I that baby have rights? You know, when they show women sonograms out on the street, there's, there's organizations that do that. They show them sonograms, and I've, it's just shocking, 90% change of attitude it's just the if uh, they're just not getting informed
5: well and, and also you is. think about you know the the standard of roe v wade you know about viability you know and and how much has changed in in neonatal science and medicine since 1973 and how every you know we're, we're constantly seeing babies born more and more prematurely who are not only surviving but thriving and so you know there's a lot that medicine and science have done to help us out but obviously we have to go that next step and say and, and they're all worthy of defense
0: they are. And the evolving technology has helped see that. And when people actually see that, it makes a huge difference. I'm going to go back to your article. If you guys want to check this out, c-fam.org, all right, c-fam.org, c-fam.org. In the first year, Biden spread, uh, spreads pain and suffering around the world. You specifically talk about earlier in the show, you talked about how he uh, took down the mexico city policy and radically changed it talk about the uh, gender policy council that's something they kind of did under obama but now they've done this and they've cl- and, and then of course they have included in their gender policy council reproductive rights in there so that way that international abortion would continue under this council is that correct
5: well, I mean, you know, there, there's the old saying that personnel is policy, right? And, you know, of course, one of the things that every new uh, administration does is it appoints various people to levels of leadership in the government. And this Gender Policy Council, of course, is sort of a, you know, a, a point where uh, for interaction with the global uh, you know, feminist and abortion uh, lobby, And, you know, certainly, um, you know, his appointments to various positions in the State Department at USAID, you know, signals very clearly what kind of uh, foreign policy he wants to do. And in particular, when it comes to this issue of of gender, uh, you know, we've seen, you know, both domestically and internationally how the concept of gender is being used to kind of erase women and girls from, you know, the policies that historically were meant to promote, you know, their interests both at home and abroad, whether that's making sure girls get to stay in school or that, you know, we have good, uh, you know, health care for mothers, et cetera, et cetera. Now we can't use the word mothers, right? It's, you know, birthing persons, and we can't talk about women. We have gender. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, ideology that's being exported around the world, as well as, you know, being, you know, threaded throughout the government and in the country here.
0: I'm so glad you brought this up. Title IX was brought up to promote women athletics, for example, to give women opportunities And now we're destroying Title IX by letting men compete against women in sports, for example. Everybody celebrates, hey, a woman referee, that's great. But here comes a man swimmer beating women by 40 seconds. 40 seconds in swimming. I mean, that's a lifetime in swimming. (laughs) And now the women are starting to, the girls, uh, let's talk about the girls in like high school and college. They're starting to speak out and say, hey, you know what, this is my future. That you're taking here. This is my livelihood. This is my scholarship opportunities. And you're taking all that. So it seems like the war on women is really coming from the left wing of the Democratic Party.
5: Right. Well, and it's similar to, you know, what we would talk about the war on family, you know, in the international context. There are, you know, some very good definitions of what the family is. You know, it, the, one of the founding documents of the United Nations is the uh, Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which talks about the family as the natural and fundamental group unit of society, and something that's, you know, worthy of support from, you know, society and the state. And of course, there's been this push, you know, in, unfortunately supported by this this uh, administration to sort of redefine the family out of existence and to say, well, there's multiple forms, you know, it doesn't have a real definition in international law, you know, so just as, you know, women are being redefined out of existence, so too is the family, and so these words, you know, they they do matter.
0: Well, we have our work cut out for us, don't we, Rebecca? Indeed we do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody check out c-fam.org, cfam.org, Rebecca is the Director of Research of the Center for Family and Human Rights. Thanks, Rebecca, for all your insight today.
5: Thank you so much for all you're doing.
0: Oh, you got it. You keep up the good work as well. And we'll be right back on the Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Veritas Tactical. Tactical
3: family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Sig Sauer, Smith & Wesson, and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your liberty safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force on force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Cerakoting services, laser engraving, and more. Mention The Buff Show? and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000, 407-309-3000, and at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. Tactical.
0: Tactical. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts, about solar for 22 years we have experts to perform no cost no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar call all solar energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com let them know you heard about it from me matt buff on the buff show Welcome back to the Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, Sansa Orlando. We're not in Russia, but we're in Florida. I'm in Florida. My next guest. We're starting a new series here on the Buff Show, CPAC on the Buff Show. We're leading. We're going to do a show every Wednesday, a segment every Wednesday, heading up to CPAC. With here's Mercedes Slap with us. Mercy, how you doing today?
3: Matt, great to be on. I mean, this is. I like this new tradition. I think it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I think it is, too. Um, Our listeners are very excited about it. Uh, Everybody was just writing and saying, I can't believe this is happening. This is so cool. Up-to-the-date news on CPAC heading into CPAC 2022 in Orlando, America uncanceled. So it's going to be great.
3: That's right. We just confirmed uh, several more speakers this week, uh, including Jim Jordan, uh, obviously Ambassador Rick Grenell, uh, we have the, our vice chairman, uh, Charlie Giroux, who's running for governor in Pennsylvania. Uh, there's just a big, big list of folks. Um, we know Glenn Beck is going to be there as well. Um, and a lot of these uh, congressional members. So we're excited uh, to get this event. It's coming together really nicely. I got to tell you, when it's CPAC t- time, it's like one of the busiest times here in our offices uh, right out right outside of Washington, D.C., and the staff's working 24-7 for this event coming up February 24th through the 27th. And, of course, you know, folks, if you want to get your tickets, get them now before they sell out and go to conservative.org to get your tickets. We'd love to see you there. It is the largest conservative event. And i got to tell you, one of the phenomenons this year, Matt, is that more and more people are calling my Matt, Matt Schlapp, A lot of these leaders who are like, we want to be there. Uh, We confirmed Sean Hannity for the dinner, the Reagan dinner. So it's just, uh, you know, Candace Owen is going to be joining us. It's like the who's who's of the conservative movement, ready to talk about uh, the issues that matter to the American people.
0: I knew this would be the biggest one yet because what we saw in Virginia, just last night, even in Loudoun County with the parents out there, with people showing up in all these places to make a difference, and and the parents' voice is the loudest it's ever been, and it's just really amazing to see. I knew that this would be a great opportunity for people to come to CPAC and say, hey, you know what? (coughs) No more of this ridiculous government, draconian lockdown stuff. Let's talk about freedom. Cancel culture has got to go, and I figured this year would be the biggest one yet, and what better place than right here in Orlando?
3: Well, I mean – Florida is a free state and uh, we had such a great response last year with CPAC Orlando, Matt, and the team moved it from here in Maryland uh, where we knew we were going to be faced with so many restrictions. And uh, he's like, we got to go to Florida. Obviously you guys have a great governor in governor Ron DeSantis. Matt calls him the American America's governor because he's so good at fighting back against these uh, draconian controls that the federal government and the Biden administration want to put in place. You Look, uh, we just had this past weekend in between the March for Life rally that happened on Friday with so many young people going out talking about the issue of defending the life of the unborn to on Sunday, the stop the vaccine mandate rally, which had a huge response with uh, several folks there like Joe Rogan, Robert Kennedy, Dr. Robert Malone. Many of these guys have been shut down uh, from these big tech platforms. They're speaking up, they're saying how these vaccine mandates are really negatively impacting not only small businesses and and cities, but but people. Like they just don't wanna be told what to do. These decisions should be left up to the American people and their healthcare professionals. And the government needs to stay out of their lives when it comes to deciding whether they should get vaccinated or not get vaccinated or what's the best uh, therapeutic for them if they were to get uh, COVID. So I think we're really facing an interesting time. And Matt, I love what you said about the parents. I mean, it really is the parents standing up and they have found their own voice to say, I'm not going to let the government and I'm not going to let these radical left school boards uh, members tell us how we should raise our kids and dictate um, you know, certain agenda like items like uh, critical race theory and gender confusion. The parents have had enough. They're waking up and they're saying no more. I don't want mask mandates in the school. I don't want um, vaccine mandates. And I don't want my kids to learn about these hateful, hateful um, ideologies that are being taught right now.
0: No, they're they've had enough, and it all started with the lockdowns, where parents finally got a chance to see what was going on. That's right. Kids were at home, and now they're done. They're just done with it, and they're done with the masks because true science says it doesn't help. It doesn't make a difference, and kids are most likely fine anyway. You talk about the March for Life and the unvac and the uh, un the anti uh, mandate rally. That especially the mandate rally, right? That was organized simply on social media. It grew and grew and grew. And on CPAC now, you guys had some cool interviews out there.
3: That's right. And you know, we're, um, tomorrow uh, Matt's going to be talking with Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, who is very, um, very active in the space and talking about, you know, and being a voice for the uh, the ad- those people who have suffered adverse reactions to the vaccines. And so, uh, you know, I think that what I found so interesting is that we had even friends of ours who are doctors attend the rally because they're so fed up with the government dictating what they can or cannot prescribe ivermectin being one of those that, uh, you know, this one doctor who we've worked closely with, who's become a friend of ours, you know, he's basically said that every single patient that he prescribed ivermectin to from the ages of 15 to 90, didn't end up in the hospital. That it did work. That it has. Uh, that it has this, the 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 impact to help people with COVID. Yet you have pharmacies like the big pharmacies which won't allow doctors to prescribe ivermectin to COVID patients. So you have you know the big dollar pharmacies telling doctors what to do instead of the other way around. It's really really troubling. And, uh, and it, it really smells, to a certain extent, like corruption coming from some of these pharmaceutical companies.
0: It's almost a follow the money situation. That's right. When it comes to this, it certainly is. I mean, in Florida, people woke up yesterday morning finding that their monoclonal treatment appointments have been canceled. Thousands and thousands of them with zero explanation, no case studies. And Governor DeSantis was quite upset. I'm going to say upset, not the other word I was thinking of, but he was quite upset about that. And I can't wait to hear him at CPAC talking about that. I look forward to uh, being there as well. Radio Row is going to be rocking this year, Mercedes.
3: Yeah, I I think like we've doubled the amount of people who are going to be there for, we call it radio slash podcast row row slash, you know, TV row. It just keeps growing. And I think part of it is that, uh, you know, for hosts like yourselves and and other radio hosts and podcast hosts, it's an opportunity to really get so many, uh, you know, you get a real good feel of where the conservative movement is at. And, you know, Matt said something so interesting today. I was just listening into his conversation, my Matt, not Matt Buff. But the um, I didn't said, say anything interesting
0: <laughs> today. That was the he other said man.
3: to me, he goes, look, we're known as the American Conservative Union. And at one time, you know, the focus was on conservative, but we really need to focus on the American part. This isn't just a conservative event. It's an American event at CPAC. This is an opportunity for those freedom-loving Americans, those people who just simply love America, that don't want to see America destroyed or transformed, as the far left has said. To, to to be part of a movement, to be part of a bigger cause uh, where we are fighting CRT, where we are fighting uh, these liberal school board uh, members. Uh, you know, we are fighting the radical left that really, really disdains our country, that we are for, you know, back the blue, back our military, uh, making sure that we have common sense economic policies in place so that we can rein in inflation, which I know is impacting so many working American families. And so we're going to be talking about all this. And it's not just talking. It's training. It's having, a, you know, debate. It's coming up with the best solutions on how we want to move this country forward.
0: That's great. It's That's why the action word is in the the title, which is great. Everybody go that's to right. conservative.org. Yours truly will be on some sort of panel, uh, Mercy said. So that'll be fun. Can't that to great. do that with you. And um, so, everybody, get your tickets now. Get yeah. them now because it's gonna be packed. Mercedes Schlapp, thank you so much. Any final thoughts on that?
3: No, we're just so excited. Time is running out. Um, we're looking forward. I, you know, obviously, one of our bigger surprises will be President Trump. He's just been so supportive of CPAC and what we do, and uh, we want y'all to be part of the fun. And but it's not just fun. It's really about, you know, the training piece of it, the action piece of it. And it's really inspiring to see so many more Americans waking up to the realities that we're facing in this country and willing to say, I've had enough and I'm ready to save America.
0: And that's what we exactly have to do we have to save America and the Jim Jordans and everybody coming there, they're gonna have a renewed sense of energy when they go back to Congress.
3: Yeah, well, let me tell you something. While Biden is out there, you know, having some ice cream, I I put out this tweet, it was a picture of Biden having ice cream yesterday and I said, international threats, inflation and ice cream. This is what we're dealing with, the three I's. And And to know that this man is so incapable of handling the international crisis coming our way he cannot handle the economic crisis that we are facing right now. And in the meantime, he's like, you know, eating ice cream. Seriously, Matt, it's so discouraging to watch this weak leader uh, in charge of this great country.
0: We retweeted that, that very tweet you're talking oh, about. Cool. about you because a picture, <laughs> a picture really tells a thousand words. It does. Right there. It does. All right. Thank you, Mercedes Schlapp. so much. We'll talk to you next week.
3: Yes. Thank you
0: so much. And that is all the time we have for tonight
3: on The Buff Show. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. And we will see you tomorrow. Stay smart.